0: It is time for our spotlight on Uber. Uber had its earnings. We've gotten a lot of details and the stock is up about 14% today. Joining me right now, Dan Ives, Managing Director of Equity Research at Wedbush Securities. Dan, good to see you. I'm glad you're back and here to talk about Uber. I was reading through your report prior to the earnings and you hit a lot of it right on nail on the head. I mean, it's a lot of good news, right? What do you think? What did you make of it?
1: Yeah, look, I think Street was still fearing that there'd be some softness around the edges. And overall, I mean, this was an A-plus quarter. And if you really look at the guidance, it shows that balance of growth and profitability is going to continue. This is a stock that could get re-rated a lot higher here. And this is just a massive step in the right direction for the Uber story.
0: So, you have a $38 target. It's around $30 bucks now. Um, everything looks good for Uber. The fact that they have the drivers are back, you know, they're at 80 percent from pre-pandemic, so they're seeing more drivers, in fact, saying so many more drivers that they are able to bring the prices down in the last four weeks, because the surge pricing um, got some relief there. But you also had some concerns about the labor issues, the Department of Labor. What's the, what's the news there?
1: Look, that albatross is going to continue to be there. I, I still believe it's not in a worst case as onerous as we saw with Prop 22 in California, which, you know, ultimately went Uber and Lyft's way. But this is gonna be a process. And I do believe there's some loopholes around it from an employee versus contractor perspective. Look, the vast, vast majority of workers, you know, if you look at drivers, they do not wanna be employees. They wanna be contractors. And I think this is something where I think Uber's figured out the formula here. And it will be an overhang, but I think now the street's starting to recognize maybe a contained overhang, despite the shot across the bow from the beltway.
0: Yeah. And, the, and going forward, seeing the gross bookings for the fourth quarter on the rise between 23 and 27 percent. I mean, everything was great. The trips, the number of trips, the number of consumers, it was all good news. So you have a $38 target, an outperform rating on Uber. You said uh, it probably could even get higher than that. Do so you have a bull case scenario?
1: Look, I think if they continue to sort of go on this path, there's no reason this is a stock that can't go into the 40s. I think For Uber, the problem's been one step forward, two steps back. And I think that narrative's changed over the last year. You gotta give credit to Dara and the team, the profitable growth story is now starting to take hold. Deliveries has not fallen off. Like I think many would have feared post pandemic. You put it all together. I mean, I feel like for the first time now, this is really starting to be a story that I think institutional investors are really starting to look at as a core position in 2023.
0: Okay. Um, Do you like Uber better than
1: Lyft? Well, I think, look, we still like Lyft. I think the problem with Lyft, it's still the little brother to Uber. And, And I think as that continues to play, they need to execute, do it profitably. Promotions have to, I think, subside a bit. I think we should have good numbers from them next Monday after the close. But... If, if, if it's Uber or Lyft, I like Uber better than Lyft. I just believe Lyft needs to now start to execute as that door play domestic. No excuses anymore. Mm
0: hmm. I uh, want to turn your attention to Apple. I had said earlier that you had been calling Apple and doing a lot of channel checks and there had been a lot of demand for Apple and you even had a $200 target at that time. When we last spoke, are you still looking around $200? What could drive Apple? This as we have concerns about Foxconn and production issues.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at last week, that was a shining star, right? I'd almost say a Bryce Harper-like performance relative to what we saw in broader tech earnings you know, which was softer, right? Across, right obviously, Meta was a Ted striker movement in terms of a disaster there. But if I look at Apple going forward, take out currency units are better than expected. And I think that demand story continues to hold. I think services re-accelerate over the next few quarters. We still have a $200 price target. And I think now you see more and more large cap dollars go toward Apple look, with zero COVID issues in China, and that that's going to continue to pop up here and there. I still believe, from a supply perspective, they're well positioned for the holiday quarter. And I, you know, if there's if there's a store you want to bet on and in, in large cap pack, I think even more over the last week, I think Apple's proved it.
0: Ah, there it is. There's the quote, folks. I just heard it. Um, That being said, let's turn your attention to another name that you follow closely, and that's Tesla. We got the Neo deliveries. That was good news. Tesla had record deliveries, even though there was a little bit of a disappointment that it didn't meet the expectations. But Tesla has been the behemoth, continues to be the behemoth. they're moving some folks from the China factory to the Fremont factory, the Cybertruck's coming. It was even on The Simpsons, from what I understand. I mean, I think that's the tell-all. Tell me where you think Tesla's headed.
1: Well, first off, the Twitter overhang's done, right, in terms of must-selling stock. And that, that was significant now that that nightmare is over. Then you look at the actual Tesla story. I think numbers have been reset for Q4 in terms of you know, hitting what's called just under 50% growth for the year. I think you go in 2023, two million units is still the boogie. I think very hittable to beatable. Demand around the edges really could start to crack a bit in the terms of the macro. But right now, I mean, I think they're extremely well positioned going into the next year. That profitable growth story especially with China leading the way you have Cybertruck on the horizon. And Nicole, I think what's starting to happen more and more after, for the first time after that Cinderella story, they hit some bumps in the road. And now Musk will navigate for the next step of the story. And I think you know, th- this is not the end. Th- this is just what I view as the third, fourth inning of this broader transformational growth story playing out.
0: Yeah, and the idea here is that they, quote, I saw a note in Barron's about how they're going to have these big sales for the Cybertruck in 2024. I and mean, there's a lot of hope there. I didn't hear your target. Do you have a target on Tesla? Before I just quickly ask you one more question.
1: Yeah. So this continued. So this is one where I view as sort of that 290, 300 hours sort of level is probably base okay. case. You get past this little storm, then you can start to rationalize a stock that goes more toward the low to mid threes.
0: Mid threes. Um, and that's the bull case. Last but not least, don't you often talk about Palo Alto networks or what are some of the others? You, you always look at cloud names. You look at cybersecurity names. Any other big favorites that we should write down?
1: Cybersecurity, I think Palo, Fortinet, Zscaler continues to be golden child of cyber. And I think cyber's been strong this quarter. If you look, Tenable, Checkpoint, love that cybersecurity basket. Cloud continued to, to really like Microsoft, and I think Salesforce.com. I think that's that's probably still, I think, one of the most undervalued or underappreciated in that cloud paradigm that, that's really going to start, I think, take that next leg of growth. Even this macro, I think they gain more and more share.
0: Dan, it was nice to see you in person the other day at a party here at the New York Stock Exchange celebrating a friend of ours. And um, I'm glad you're able to join us on the show every time you do. Glad you were here. Thank you very much. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Thank
1: you. Managing Director of Equity Research at Wedbush Securities.